Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the 10th episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton, and with me is Pharaoh. Yo, 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 what's up? How are you doing? What are you up to? What have you done this week? Ooh, uh, outside of the game, not too much. Just capping up, catching up on some shows, PE blinders, stuff like that. New season's coming out, so I've uh, been prepping for all that. Um, inside the the gaming world, been doing some Diablo Immortal um, and Dislight, of course, and yeah, playing finishing up Genshin. I, I literally finished up uh, Yolan's quest earlier today, so yeah, I'm all set. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So shows, did you did you end up giving Stranger Things another try or no? No, not yet. Only because I realized that Peaky Blinders, which I like, one of my favorite shows ever new season dropping literally yesterday so i wanted to rewatch the last season because i always do that i mentioned that i'm gonna do the same thing for stranger things so i i'm mm. almost done with that i'm gonna binge peaky blinders in two days and then i'll be starting on stranger <laughs> things so nice next week i'll be ready to go with that <laughs> my week has been extremely similar i've been behind because like so many shows came out yeah that i like am interested in Mm -hmm. all at the same time and they all either the whole season got released or they released two episodes right away uh mostly like disney plus shows that do that so let me guess miss marvel correct i just finished watching that episode like an hour ago okay and catching up on kenobi i caught up on kenobi today (laughs) all right and then the boys on amazon Okay, so I don't watch The Boys. What is wrong with you? Watch that show. <laughs> I know. No. Even like my friends who are not into like superhero like fandom say mm-hmm. and I know that The Boys aren't like superheroes, but right. it's but power it's based, still na- right? Right. And I hear that it's really good. I hear it's dark, but it's It's really good. it's the darkest thing you'll ever see, but it's also one of the best things you'll ever see. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah, very good show. Uh, and then I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but the new Fantastic Beast movie. Well, <laughs> did, did you watched it or you didn't yet? I did not yet. Okay. Well, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, don't okay, expect don't much talk. out of that. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, really? Cause I heard it's very like fan servicey. Like I'm going to uh, see a lot of stuff that like you would want to see. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some fan service in there, but as far as like a, good solid movie not really mm. at least in my opinion so damn but i can be okay. i can be pretty critical so you know who knows okay fair enough 
Alrighty. Uh, before we jump into our, we only have like one piece of news. So the bulk of our episode will be the majority will be the story. Uh, so spoiler warning right now at the very start of the episode, right after the break, we will be talking about, uh, the perilous trail or the archon quest. And we will also be talking about, uh, story chapter. So if you're not finished up with that, just you know, fair warning right after the break, we're going to jump into that. But before we jump into our news, we do have another review reading. So we got a second one and we did have a third review reading, but I'm going to save that for next week's episode. This review reading was from Soul the DM, which every time I see DM in anybody's name, I think Dungeon Master. Yeah. So I, I imagine that's what they probably are. Kindred spirit. Awesome. I love it. I love D&D. Same, dude. Uh, their review title is amazing, and they said that title pretty much sums up this podcast. It is very well done and keeps me posted on the events in Genshin Impact. Uh, the host is charming, their words, not mine, and the quality is incredible. <laughs> Although not official, it is the closest thing I've found that's actually good. I love the effort and time put into making every episode awesome. This podcast ought to have its own uh, like right of dissension kind of thing. Thank you. Dude Dudette, thank you very much for the awesome review. I greatly appreciate it. But man, you know, I had to rack my brain around what this <laughs> right of dissension thing meant. Dude, I actually saw that the other day and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, in what way does he mean that? So, so I actually had to Google it, right? And mm -hmm. it turns out right of dissension is literally like the quest. It's like the first main quest, the first yeah, Archon quest. In, in Genshin, yeah. Yeah, so but the but the right of dissension is when they go to Leeway and that's when like Rex Lapis or Zhong Li comes mm -hmm. like crashing down. Yeah. So I got really confused and and uh my wife read the read the review and, and she was like, What is that? And I go, Well, this is what I get and I showed the trailer of the dragon falling down to the ground and like dying. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Oh, that's not good, like <laughs> that, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like whenever I read it, I'm like, okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like I'm not sure what how in what way they mean. I'm sure it's good because their review was just great about you know the show, but I just don't know in which way they mean it. So yeah, well, we're gonna need the guy to come out um, from behind the cloak and and tell us what that meant. Yes, for sure. But again, thank you very much for the positive review. I greatly appreciate it. And if you other listeners are listening on Apple Podcasts and you want to leave a review for our show, yours can be read aloud on a future episode just like this one. So throwing that out there. Sweet. All right. And with that, we will go into our one and only news piece. You like that? Ah, <laughs> uh, well done. Yeah. Very. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I just came up with that too. I was like, wait, on one the fly? and only? On the fly, dude. Nice. Nice. And it, and it fits. This is uh, a news piece on the Almighty Arataki Great and Glorious Drum Along Festival event details. Leave it to Ito to come up with this like crazy name, mm -hmm. Great and Glorious. Well, it's so on brand for him. I love it. Uh, it's it's great. All right, these are going to be some new event details regarding this event. You will have received a letter of most formal invitation from the Arataki gang. It seems that Ito is inviting his friends to some kind of festival outing. Uh, so why not open it up? And uh, this event is basically the new music event. I think the last one was the Zither. 
Yeah. Then now we're getting the drum. So along with this event, uh, we have new missions that are being added to Gorge Sunset. So you'll be able to complete them and receive uh, the Battle Pass experience, which I love. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. So when you buy the Battle Pass, we have the three options or the three the three sections of the Battle Pass. We have the dailies, the weeklies, and then we have the Battle the Pass events. period. Yeah. Did you notice that the Battle Pass event, like the events portion, mm-hmm. they don't actually contribute to your your weekly? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not included in has the it, weekly at all. Has it always been like that? Um, so far as I remember. I mean, okay. I remember there was a, a while back whenever I was really trying to crunch it last minute because... Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't log in for a week or two weeks. And so I missed some events and I was trying to crunch the numbers to make sure. And I tested that to see if that was the case. And it, it, it was the case. So at least as of like, I don't know, six, seven months ago, that was the case. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it was something that I w- always like watched because mm-hmm. if I got close to the end of the week, I never wanted to just hand them in because I, ah, I didn't yeah, want to no. waste. So <laughs> But then I was like handing them in. I was like, that number's not going up. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, only applies to your dailies and your weeklies. So Perfect. Well, good. That's news to me. It yep. shows how much I pay attention. I guess that's probably actually a good like, thing to mention on here because I bet a lot of people don't know that, come to think of it. True. So there you go. If you guys don't know, now you know. You can do those events and hand in the, that or claim that event battle pass experience from those events. And not worry about the 10,000 point cap that you have for the week. So there you go. Good point. (laughs) This event duration is from the 13th of June Mm -hmm. and uh, server time, 10 o'clock server time. And then we'll go till July 4th, it looks like. And it'll go till about 4 a.m. server time. So pretty long event, honestly. I'm about to say, I was like, man, that is long. I'm wondering if they're just like, extending it because they have to extend the the whole uh update by two weeks yeah i think so because when the update's coming out the 13th right something like that i of, believe so yeah of july i think it's something like that so yeah they're probably just trying to extend it um before before that hits so yeah to be eligible for this event you need to be adventure rank 30 or above and you need to complete the Rito Escape Plan part of the Archon Quest, Chapter 2, Act 1, the Immovable God, and the Eternal Euthymia. Euthymia. Yeah, I always say that right and always think I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, I know. It's a strange, or at least to us, at least, it's a strange name, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, performances. Uh, accept the Arataki Gang's invitation. After completing the tutorial quest, talk to the Arataki Drumalong Festival Welcome Ambassador. Genta to start playing. I I love the names, dude. Just, they get me every single time. Hell yeah, dude. I agree. Uh, there are seven songs in total, which will be unlocked over time. So just like that other event that we had with the Zither, and each song will be split into normal, hard, and pro difficulties, all of which will be unlocked by default. And then uh, completing the challenge on a higher difficulty will obviously unlock rewards for uh, different rewards, and like genuine Hoyoverse uh, style, the normal, the easiest uh, difficulty that you can do will be the one that locks the Prima Gem, so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about actually getting everything on Pro. It's arguably not worth it. I I have to get the Mystic Enhancement, or it's six Same. Mystic Enhancement, or do I need it? No. 
Do I feel like I need to have it? Yes. It's an absolute sickness. I agree with you. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> but with rhythm games, at least for me, I think the rhythm games are fun that we've had in the past. So the first one was like a little clunky, but they've, uh, I'm assuming, you know, ironed out some of the kinks. So yeah, especially with the custom mode coming for this one, like this one should be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. During the performance, travelers need to strike the decision line as a note falls on the decision line to score points. Uh, the amount of points scored will vary depending on the timing of your stroke. It, this one looks, honestly, a lot more difficult than just the zither. Probably. This, probably. Especially because you need, like, three fingers. Like, if you're playing on keyboard mouse, mm-hmm. you're going to need six fingers, three on one side and three on the other to do this, where I think the zither was literally just two. No? No, I don't think so. But I I was playing it on the PlayStation, so... Oh, so you just had to hit different buttons. Yeah, I just had to hit different buttons, which I'll be doing again, so, yeah. Maybe, I'm, <laughs> maybe I just did that whole other event on mobile, so obviously I only had two. Yeah, I think I tried it out on mobile at one point, but I don't remember exactly how it operated on mobile, so I can't say. Yeah. Like Pharaoh said, it's a rhythm game. I'm not going to explain the, the gameplay details that you you press a button when it hits the decision line. And then there's some parts where you have to hold it and then release it. Yeah. You can adjust the falling speed of the notes, uh, the beat note sound, and calibrate the score in the settings based on your playing habits, which they did not have this in the right. uh, previous event, which is some great accessibility uh, features. Yeah. As the tunes unlock, a note editor will also be unlocked, where travelers can edit a beat map in the song selection interface to create your own music scores for the event songs. Uh, there are two modes of editing, normal and advanced. In normal mode, you, you are able to add notes as the music is playing, and you'll just have to click an input button to add the notes to the corresponding uh, positions. Hmm. And then the advanced editing mode, uh, you can add and edit the notes according to various like reference lines on the musical scores so you can get a little bit more precise with it so yeah more intricate are you going to be messing around with the custom mode or no i don't know (sighs) how into rhythm games are you to begin with i am very into rhythm games i mean i'm 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 interested in if i find one that i like i'm not like actively test, test real quick then guitar hero 3 you played it i assume yes Okay. Were you playing on expert at least, right? Mm, yes. Okay. I couldn't do like through the fire and flames on expert, but like yeah, I did play you, on expert. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as you're playing there, then yeah. I, I, I think I gauge you. I, I yeah. think I played Guitar Hero so much actually at one point that I played on, on expert so much that playing on normal, like I couldn't do it because it was so slow. Like I would just mess up because it was so slow. Yeah, yeah, over-anticipating and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Rock, rock Band and Guitar Hero, those are like the classics. So, yeah, I I, I always found good joy in the, the last event for the rhythm game. And so for this one, I'm probably going to go a little ham. It'll be cool. Awesome. Uh, you can save up to two music scores for each song, which can be viewed by clicking Find Composition in the event interface. And you can challenge your score to reach a specific rank. To generate the share code to share the music score with other uh, travelers. So if you want to make music that uh, can be challenging for other players, you have to beat your your score, basically. And 
gain a specific rank to actually get the share code, right? Because you're not they don't want you going in and obviously sharing a song that is impossible. impossible so yeah, for this event we will get some prima gems, hero's wit, mystic enhancement more. Oh my goodness. Mystic Enhancement Ore, Mora, Weapon Ascension Materials. You will also get the Arataki's Great and Glorious Drum. Hell yeah. Dude, that and going to be great. Yeah. And I, I, I'm almost like hard-pressed to just like get the zither out mm-hmm. and the drum and the – I don't remember what the other one was. It was like a, a loot or something like that, right? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Lyre. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And just make like a really like bomb song to just put in this <laughs> podcast. That would be super cool. That uh so yeah, quite the like musical capabilities. Do you do you have it in your arsenal? Hell no. <laughs> I don't have rhythm and like I can't I can't dance, I can't sing, I can't make music. But by god, you can try. I can try. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not saying it'll sound good. I'm not saying the bo- <laughs> the bomb song is gonna be a good kind of bomb. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really excited about this event. I I really did enjoy the Zither event. I I remember the only thing I didn't like about the Zither event was that I had to wait like every day to play something new. Yeah, same. Uh, but I think the the features that they added in this one compared to you know the lack thereof features in the previous one, I think this is great. Yeah, 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 I agree. And anything that gets me more uh, Battle Pass experience to get those fates and my Prima Gems at the end, uh, even better. Yeah, I'll do anything for Prima Gems, so it doesn't anything. matter. <laughs> I'll do anything for Prima Gems. At you least heard it whenever, here. whenever there's uh, an Archon right around the corner, yeah, I'll do anything for Prima Gems. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so on, on on the topic, before, before we go into... Uh, you know, our break, and then we talk about the the story, which I'm very excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. How have your have you been pulling on Elan's banner, or are you still are you just saving for Ito? So I thought about it a good bit, but no, I'm not because I'm pretty sure I'm going to. Like I said, you know, I've been saving up for the next Archon, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to or uh, Kazuha, I think his name. Is right, Kazwa, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that his rerun is uh, on the next patch, so I'm gonna say hoping get a yeah, I'm gonna get a few more copies of him, maybe. So we'll have gotcha. to see. I'm uh, I'm scrounging the bottom of the barrel, man. I every location, at least on my map, says 100%, even though I know that it'll say that, even though you have chest and oh, like, you're like achievement hunting right now for primo gems. Dude, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> While I was <laughs> the desperate man's primo gem hunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right after I messaged you about uh-huh. recording today, you were like, "Oh, in an hour," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm really bad at telling time." So I was just like, "Might as well just play." So I started. Uh, I'm knocking out like the last three branches of Noel's uh, hangouts, mm-hmm. and then all my hangouts are done. Oh wow. And if you if you guys are in the same boat as me and you haven't done the hangouts cuz they're kind of a slog. Mm-hmm. And you but you really want primos and you're like close to pity or something, I highly recommend that you do it because at first glance it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. So you only get 
60 Prima Gems for each character, but for Noelle, she has 12 branches, so you have double that. So you get 120 for Noelle. On top of the the 60 that you get for for the three for doing half of the branches, mm-hmm. you also have an achievement for that character of doing all of their all of the branches and getting all the endings for that hangout. Right. And I think that's like 20. I want to say it's 20. Mm-hmm. But then each each character, each branch has like a or each character's hangout has like a specific like featured uh like ending that they're supposed to have basically and that also has an achievement that has like five so it'll add up real quick so you do like if you complete two hangouts you're instantly gonna have enough for like a pool so and there's maybe like eight or nine sets so you're looking at maybe like half of a ten pool which you know if you're that close to pity anyway well let me ask you this so I'm sure you already have because this one's so obvious, but I just want to make sure you have gone to the store, right? And you've gotten them with the the pull, the other pull currency, the currency that you get from pulling. You know, yeah, the stardust. Yeah, thank you, stardust. Yep, I do that religiously. Okay, good. Oh yeah, religiously, five o'clock on reset. Yeah, have you have you gotten from the uh, the other one? You know that you get from dupes. Oh yes, the master. Master Star? It's Master something, yeah. Star Glitter or something like that? Yeah. Yep. So I I got home from work. I pulled into the, my, the parking lot at my apartment, mm-hmm. and I sat there, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to knock out my dailies. Knocked out my dailies. I The shop just reset. I thought, you know what? I'll just I'll do my pulls right here. I'm in the car. It's quiet. I'll just do my pulls. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to pull on your land because I really want your land. And uh, I pulled Deluke, and... Now I have him at C1, which his C1's not bad. I think it's like... Wait, that was your first pull on... That was your first pull on this banner, right? Or like your first uh, five-star pull on this banner, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I pulled Deluke, and his, his C1's not bad. It's like enemies with 50% health or more, they get like 15%. You do 15% more damage against them. Which it's like right. not great, but not terrible, but, but it, I don't plan out on of, out of meta anyways. So yeah. Right. And I don't plan on using him. So, but to preface this, I don't think I talked about how terrible my luck has been with pulling, mm-hmm. uh, on the 50, 50. Right. So it all started when I pulled, um, it was during the dragon spine event when it was Eula and Albedo. They had like their, their dual yeah. banner. And it was like the first time that they released two character banners at once. Right. And when I went to pull, I was trying to get Eula because I already had Albedo. Because when I first started playing, when Albedo's first banner was released, I pulled him like on my first 10 pull. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, once I, f- I was like, oh, is this guy good? And my coworker was like, yeah, he's good. Yeah. That's the character you want. So S- still a solid champion. Yeah. Sure. And so I pull on Eula's banner. I lose the 50-50, I get Gene. And I'm like, oh, it's great. Like, I honestly kind of want a Gene. And I had enough Prima Gems at the time that I could do, like, a lot more pulls. And then one day Mm -hmm. the shop reset, and I accidentally pulled, because I went so damn fast, I accidentally pulled on Albedo's banner and then got Albedo. So I missed out on Eula because I accidentally pulled Albedo. Yeah. Every single 50-50 since... Albedo's rerun with Eula, mm-hmm. I lost and got Gene. 
I have a C3 gene. Yeah, okay. I mean, I have, a, right. I, I have like a C3 or 4 as well, so I'm kind of with you. My bad ones go to gene every time. In my mind, up until C3 gene, I've cursed to the high heavens that I did not pull... <laughs> That I did not pull Mona when I lost my 50-50. Because that's right. all I want. Can I ask why you want Mona so, so much? So someone in the Discord asked the same question. They're uh-huh. like, why do you want Mona so bad? Yeah. And and I think I answered it just like this. Um, I really love water. Like, w- like water as like an element in general mm-hmm. is like my favorite. I love the ocean. Your I element. love, oh yeah. Like even outside of like <laughs> gaming. It's just right, my right. element. I love the ocean. I love fishing. Like everything about water, I just love. Gotcha. Space. When I went to college, I was studying for astrophysics before I dropped out. So, and I'm extremely into space. Everything. Like I did like a ten page ten page paper on like multiverse theory Mm -hmm. uh, before you know Marvel made it cool. And (laughs) (laughs) so I love space and water. So just right there. And then just. Mona in general, I can relate to her because I'm broke. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, so there's that. Okay. So she hits all the points for you, basically. Basically. And then I think I had I had two other ones. The one was I just really like the way she like travels on water. So like same. Yeah, that's the coolest part. Yeah. The, and then the last one was, oh, and she's got a nice butt. And that was pretty much it. Solid. I mean, I I can't dispute any of this. So, so, yeah. So that's why I want Mona. But anyhow. <laughs> so up until I got C3 Gene, mm-hmm. and I know it's a huge tangent, so I'm going to try to wrap this up fast. I didn't want Gene. I just wanted Mona. And then right. when I got C3 Gene, I was just like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, this is crazy. Like, how am I getting Gene every single time? So I look at her constellation. And if you don't know, C4 Gene. Mm-hmm is like a ridiculous good constellation to have. It's a a 40% animo elemental resistance to your enemy. So with mm-hmm. the C4 gene, your animo damage is doing 40% more technically because they're f- your the, the target's resistance to animo damage is reduced by 40%. It's like mm-hmm. a huge debuff to whoever you're fighting. Right. So after I saw that, I was like well, dang, I really want to see four gene. Not a single 50-50 that I've had mm-hmm. has given me Mona or Gene. It's been Deluke <laughs> every time. That's so now I, <laughs> it, dude, my luck is terrible. It's just bad. So just on back to the to the main point then with this one, you are still pulling, trying to get her. How deep are you into? into this one now before you hit pity like how many pulls deep are you oh like 80 dude i'm not even oh, close shit. so it's like right up wait 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 you're 80 pulls in no 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 i have 80 to go if like i only have oh. like a 10 pull in there now oh gotcha well you should probably get it le- well i mean yeah if you have 80, 80 to go then yeah you're, you're yeah kind of screwed. so well, I'm, you, I'm you might have to drop some money i'm not going to i don't think yeah okay all right fair enough so are you saving for the Archon as well, or what? No, I'm saving for Edo because... Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I want that extra constellation, and yes. I want I want Kooky constellations. And the rumor is, oh, well, and I don't know how... I, I want to actually go back and look at all the banners and mm-hmm. compare them all, and maybe we can talk about this on like another episode, mm-hmm. that I want to go back and see 
how often do the force the same four stars return with the five star that they were paired with before? Mm. Because everybody that that I talked to is just like, oh, we'll probably see Goro, which you obviously want Goro with a high constellation on your yeah. Edo team. Yeah. So I'm gonna drop hundred and fifty dollars on Edo's banner, regardless. Oh, wow. All right. Well, yeah. Because I know right, because I know when three comes out, they'll probably just refresh that shop. So if I absolutely have to spend money to get the Archon, I have no problem dropping it for the extra bonuses again because the bonuses will refresh. Well, here's what I've learned. And let me I'm just saying I used to pull on every like new character basically because I was fine getting, you know, C Zero Constellation. Mm-hmm. But I I learned pretty quickly that once I just I it's better off just waiting for that one character and then making sure that character has a good C2 or C3 or something like that and just going hard on that one character and getting their weapon. And since then I've I built team comps around those specific characters and I make unbeatable teams. So if you're looking for like just a total conquest of like um, the abyss and everything like that, I would do that route. But if you're just going for like, got to catch them all with like a few, you know, better characters thrown in, then I think that's the route you're going down. It, whichever one matches up with your play style is good. But if you're looking for total conquest, it's better to just stack up on one, I'd say. Oh yeah. I am. I am. I have been on total. Oh, a five star. I don't have pull on it. That has been like my, my motto. I think the only one I didn't do that with was, uh, there was one. Oh, it was Raiden Shogun and Kokomi's rerun. Okay, well, yeah, and I and I I Raiden Shogun to me doesn't have to. You can have her at C zero and yeah, literally okay, yeah. did like a hundred and ten k damage in the last domain that I used her in, and I was like, where did this come from? Because my artifacts are crap. Yeah. So there's that, but but you have a point there. I have never pulled on the weapon banner either. Yeah, it took me the longest time to pull on the weapon banner because it it seemed like such a big waste of Primo Gems. But in the two cases where I pulled it, I'm happy I did because I just went like those those two characters especially are just yeah. so deep. They do so much damage, so I'm happy for it. Yeah. Oh, and the the other reason why I really want Mona now that I'm thinking about it now that we're talking mm-hmm. about the weapon banner is I have a I have a five star weapon a catalyst for her uh that would be great so okay all right well hopefully you will get them soon you'll find yes. I mean, you're, you're gonna be getting some normal pulls as well with the uh uh with the whatchamacallit the battle pass so hopefully you can get her from the normal banner you know worst case uh i i know it's every every time i look at that the the comet coming down. I'm like, just turn gold and give me Mona. Exactly. Exactly. We'll see. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the juicy R conquest. We're going to talk about Yelan's story chapter, and then we'll probably wrap up the show.
And we are back from our break. And now we're going to dive into this wonderful thing that Hoyuvers <laughs> did for us. The Archon Quest. Yes. So I will open up by saying I am extremely, extremely happy with how they made these characters interact and how they just let all their personalities like shine. Oh yeah. I can agree with that 100%. There was, it was a big clash of big personalities here. Like all the cool characters, I would say, because Yulan like is definitely, I would say, even though she was just introduced, she's probably top five personalities for me, you know, in yeah. the game thus far. So having that big group there, um, pretty cool. And obviously Ito, I mean, my boy. <laughs> so yeah, Bull Chucker. <laughs> Bull Chucker, that's right. The new nickname, Bull Chucker. <laughs> Love it. So you, as the traveler, you go to, I don't know, if do you go and take a commission from the Adventures Guild to start this? I can't remember. Yeah, I think you or, do. Or do you just go right down? I think you just go right down. I don't think, I don't remember now. I think, I thought you did, but I could be wrong. I want to say you just go down. To go, like, explore the pillar, and right. then you see Yanfei. Yeah, I know that's how it, how it starts out, yeah. Yeah. So, we see Yanfei. She's kind of like, don't tell these people that, you know, where I'm at. And then you find out that Yanfei, you, you, uh, you see Ido and Kuki come over, and they talk. And, man, I really like Kuki's attitude, and I like that she's not, like, she looks so mysterious but really isn't. She's just, like, super friendly. Yeah, definitely. And and so you find out that Yanfei saved Ito, and he's, like, chasing her down because he feels like he has to, like, repay her mm-hmm. and thinks that, like, oh, she's in the chasm. Like, she needs help, but, like, doesn't think that she can, like, handle her own. Right. And, um, and so you go down into the chasm. You also meet up with Yolan, who basically is trying to tell Ido to, like, get out of the chasm. Like, not nicely, but not, like, being a jerk either. She's kind of just like, hey, like, <laughs> you you need to be, you know, a part of Leeway, basically, or have some kind of authority in Leeway to be here in the chasm. And Ido does not have that. He is like, no way. He is not having it. They go, they go into this. I love this part. They go into this, like, this bout where they're about, like, Yolan and Ido are about to fight. Mm-hmm. And they have this, like, Dragon Ball, like, Z, like, energy aura, like, about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to show, like, the, <laughs> to show that they're actually getting ready to fight. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ido is just kind of bickering with, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you fall down into the chasm, or it's, I think it's called the bed. And you fall down through a hole where basically you and the whole party can't get out of. Yeah, we're stuck. You're stuck. And every day of the event, Perilous Trail, kind of went along with the Archon Quest to a point where, you know, every day you were kind of unlocking a portion of or the the hole that you fell into and the room that you were in was kind of changing yeah. or you were you were finding different ways out but 
when you first fall through that character interaction between them all is great. And like Ito's making fun of Paimon and Paimon's calling Ito bullchucker. <laughs> and I lost my, like, I lost it when she said bullchucker. I yeah. was laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm glad they finally like brought attention to the fact that he throws a bull. So yeah, I thought that was yeah. cool. <laughs> and he has such a good relationship with Ushi, which is yeah. his bull's name, by the way. Great. But like, Ushi just loves to be thrown, I guess. Like, yeah. He was, uh, like, Ushi was, like, the standout character for me. Ushi he was. was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Ito's talking to him, like, can understand his, like, He can mewing. understand him somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of character development there and, like, a lot of personality you didn't see. I love that Kuki was exactly what I wanted her to be. She yeah. is just, like, following Ito, calling him boss, but really is, like, way smarter than Ito. <laughs> Is actually the one pulling the weight, and Ito just like thinks he's like big and bad and great. Yeah, but she it's, admires him. It like I love the relationship because yeah, she does all of those things, and she definitely is like the the real leader um, behind it, you know. But it like she does have like an admiration to some of his qualities, which you get to see during this, which I right. really liked as well. Yeah, every little character interaction there was was great, and um. And so you, I forget how it happens, mm-hmm. but Ito kind of like falls asleep. How do Ido we get to that asleep. point? Ito falls asleep because they were arguing. This happened like a bit later on. Like they were arguing, um, y- Yelan and him. No, 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 no. It was uh, Chow and uh, Yelan were arguing about how to get out, right? Because he was going to sacrifice himself. So this was already at the point where Chow was in. Um, do you want me to just keep going or, or did you want to get to the part where Chow comes in for the first time? Oh, let's go to the part where Chow comes in for the first time. Maybe okay, I'm yeah. jumping too far ahead. Yeah. Cause he falls asleep after that, whenever he punches the wall. Remember? Oh, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't remember that's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll, I'll pull it in from here. Okay. So at some point you start hearing the voice of Chow and he's, you know, you can't really, you see, I think at one point, like, you know, his his body, like in this kind of green aura and that little warp uh, portal he does. Right. But it's not like the full form of him. And so you get some dialogue of him like fighting someone and you, you but you don't know who. And then you get to see it, it. You kind of dismiss it for a little bit. You keep looking around for more exits. Everyone starts to at first everyone realizes that they're not tired when they should be tired, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. And then that's whenever they realize that something's wrong and that this is like um a weird area because then they find that room where everything that they're thinking comes into reality, right? Is it you what know? they're thinking or is it what they're or, like oh, worried about? Like yeah, the fear. What, their fear, their biggest fear, that's right. It's yep. whatever their biggest fear is, they they envision it. And I guess actually it doesn't come into reality because the other people I don't think can see it. Um, but yeah, it's like the person sees their worst nightmare, basically, or their worst fear. Right. And um, you go in as the traveler and you just go to this abyss area, right? Mm-hmm. And then you find a portal and it brings you back like a different way through... Um, the the bed rock or the the bed wherever you land and mm-hmm. then that's whenever we get chow again the portal opens the up right and then they're talking and 
Yenfei and Yelan are talking to Chow, and then basically they'd say, hey, like, try to jump through the portal and come to us. And then he does. He shows up. He's beaten up pretty badly. And that's whenever he goes to sleep and rests. Right? Oh, that's right. He does. He, like, falls asleep sitting up. Correct. And at that point, I think everyone kind of takes a rest as well. Because Mm -hmm. that's when all of them start feeling tired. Because it before it was like... I don't remember their bodies weren't tired. So that's why they were surprised that they weren't tired yet. But at this point, it's been like, I think days at this point. And now now their minds are tired. And Mm -hmm. so they're like, we need to get rest, even though it feels like we, we don't need it. We need to sleep. So they, everyone kind of takes a a rest. You wake up, you talk with the gang again, Chow still asleep. Um, I think at this point you have another, like, you know, another little part of the event where you actually fight some people. Um, and then whenever you're done with that, Chow wakes back up, and then Yelan and Chow have an argument, basically, on how to get out. Chow wants to sacrifice himself, basically, and he's like, I can teleport or try to teleport you guys out, and, you know, I'll just stay down here forever, basically. And Yelan's like, no, I'm not leaving a person behind before we've exhausted all the options, so we're not doing that. They get into a heated discussion, and that's when Ito is tired of everyone fighting because you can tell that Ito's it's kind of cool. how you see Ito's personality go through this because even though he was kind of against Yelan at the beginning, as soon as they were in this thing together, like he was like, Oh, like you guys are my family. Like, I don't want you guys fighting, you know, I'll be the one to save us and just decides to punch the wall to get, (laughs) to make everyone stop fighting and just get him, everyone out himself. Basically that's his mindset. Mm -hmm. He really thinks that he can just break the wall. So he punches it super hard and a piece of it does break and it creates another opening. But because he used so much energy by doing that, he gets super tired and falls asleep, basically. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Now you're, yep. You're dragging my memory. I remember now. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully we can piece together the rest of the puzzle between the two of us. (laughs) And then after Ito falls asleep, that's when we go in and we find the compass, right? I believe so. Yeah. Because he doesn't come with us for that. He's still sleeping. Kuki's taking care of him. Right. So the the whole the whole reason why Yanfei is in uh, the chasm right now is because she found an old book mm-hmm. where there was a will inside of this book, and it was for a client where they said that they left an item called uh, the they left an item called the something fantastic, compass fantastic compass yeah the fantastic compass. Thank you. And um, and so she's going to the chasm to retrieve the compass for this per- for her client's will. And so when they go in to the other portion of the bed, you basically see the compass, but it is a ginormous compass. Like yeah. you, you would need a crane like in real life to get this compass out of there. Yeah. And so... There is like a smaller, like I'm going to actually say a medium sized compass sitting to the right. And there is like a one portal doorway. And Mm -hmm. every time you interact with the compass, it, it, you know, turns in its, uh, it turns time forward or backward. And so when you go in the first time, it's not the same when you go in the next time. And eventually when you move the compass a certain way, or to a certain position, you meet with Chow. And that's when we find uh, Boracious. 
Yes, that's when that you fight Voracious. Yes, yes. And so you you fight oh, no. Voracious. Was it Voracious or Bosatious? Bosatious. I don't bosatious. know. I feel like it's Bosatious. You go ahead and continue. I'll look it up. Okay. So which Bosatious? I'm just gonna say for now okay. is the electric or electro Yaksha. And it's one of the five Yaksha that uh, Chow fought with uh, during the war, which happened at the chasm before the chasm was created. And you are basically fighting like a vestige, like a vestige of him. Yeah, it and is Bosatius, by the way. Bosatius? Yeah, Bosatius. Okay. okay. And so it's not really a fight, but you you take control of Chow as a character and you're kind of dodging Bosatius's, uh attacks, which mm-hmm. are... Basically, from Chow's memory of how he would he was fighting during the war, and you hear some of Bosatius's dialogue from mm-hmm. that fight in the war, and then it it kind of just like disappears, right? And after that, um, he Chow kind of lets us in a little bit on Bosatius and where it was from, and they explain how. Uh, they called him the nameless Yaksha because he went mad, uh, which, if you don't know, the Yaksha are affected by karma uh, because of, you know, they basically are, or what Chow calls them, are slaughterers, and mm-hmm. they are affected by karma because of the spirits that they deal with. And uh, Bosatius basically goes mad, kind of loses his mind, forgets who he is, and you... At the end, the reason why I called the prior, you know, the compass being a medium-sized compass is now you literally have, like, a handheld size of a compass that they yes. find. So they, so Yanfei does find the fantastic compass. I, I don't remember exactly how it came to be, so you may need to fill in some of these details that I'm missing, but the, the team basically f- figures out that the person's will that Yanfei found was actually a descendant of Yolan's. Yeah, so and, Yolan knew that one of her um, ancestors also disappeared in the um, in the attack, mm-hmm. right? And she knew of kind of those fantastical devices because they're like I guess seen in her clan. I guess in in some of the writings and stuff like that. So yeah, she they had use, a connection to it as well. They use the same kind of magic, I think they said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that happened, and I don't remember exactly how they. I think from the texts that you found, like you know the the papers that you find various forms of, mm-hmm. um, in the Fantastic Compass area. I think maybe those pointed out that the like you needed adepti energy as well as um, uh, magic, right? It was the it was the book that the will the will was actually in. Yanfei points yeah. it out and kind of connects the dots. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, yep. And then so Yanfei figures this out from the book that oh they can use the Yaksha power of Chow and the. Basically, like the magic energy, if you want to call it that, that was passed down Yolan's clan, mm-hmm. and use both those energies on the compass to uh, escape and use the compass to get out of the chasm that or the chasm bed that you were stuck in. Correct. 
And from there, you get a really good cutscene. Yeah. Like, it and, makes this cutscene makes all of this worth it. Not that it was bad or anything, but like, I always want more of these types of cutscenes. So, luckily, it was like, I think this one was like four minutes or so. So, mm-hmm. it was like a good, meaty one for me. But man, it was great. It was. And in this cutscene, which I think a lot of people were kind of sad that we didn't get one during the Iridori Festival because that would have been a really good time to have one. Yeah. But this cutscene was was awesome. So basically, Chow and Yalan are channeling their energy into this little handheld-sized uh, fantastic compass. And when they do that, it kind of like expands and makes like a magical platform that kind of lift, starts lifting them up out of the chasm. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they're doing that, the spirits, it seems like, that are from, like, the deaths of the of the war. Yeah. Are kind of, like, attacking them, right? They're trying, it's trying to, like, they're trying to attack them and pull them back down. Correct. Yeah, for some and, reason, this thing, like, wants to keep anything it traps. And they never quite figure out exactly why, but it's assumed that these spirits are from that same time and it's like this negative energy that's pulling you back. Right. And so they're kind of flying around like aimlessly attacking the group and Yalan kind of just like breaks off from channeling the energy to control the compass and Chow's kind of like, yeah, like I got this. Mm-hmm. And it's a very like the the energy's building up, like it's getting kind of tense and you get some awesome like really good high rendered quality like video of Yolan doing her skill yes. and which was awesome. Oh yeah. I forget who else does an attack. Is it uh Yenfei attacks? Yenfei does well. one? Yeah, whenever um Yolan uses her ultimate basically. Uh, oh Yenfei right. Does it as well, yeah. And then also the traveler just kind of like swings his like rusted sword. He, he, oh yeah, <laughs> we we did nothing. <laughs> like we swung and missed like three times, and that's about it. <laughs> yep. Um, and so you can while the while this is happening, you, you get flashes of Chow just like having to basically like strain himself to use every ounce of energy he has. And I think at one point the screen kind of just like goes black, and then. His like his Yaksha mask comes on. He's mm-hmm. like, this is it. Like this is his last ditch effort. And then eventually he just gets so tired that his mask kind of like fades away. It cracks. And yeah. and it cracks. And uh and he just like loses. Like he loses all energy. He's done. And so the floor of the fantastic compass that was formed at the start starts to crack. Mm-hmm. And I think in this moment, Chow like basically is like okay i don't have enough energy to carry like everybody so you just instantly see like everybody kind of get this uh anima aura like that kind of surrounds chow yeah. around everybody except for chow and then as soon as he does this yelan is like i love that they kind of play to her personality yeah. because yelan is extremely like intelligent yeah, because not like a second, like a split second later, Yolan's like, I understand what's happening and goes to stop Chow. But yeah. before he can like before she can even stop him, they just are gone. Right. They're like mm-hmm. saved. And at the same time, the floor cracks and Chow kind of like falls asleep and starts falling. And they did this so perfectly to a point where like it's quiet 
it's yeah. like this like eerie silence of you see the floor break and Chow just starts falling and it's like I kind of wanted him to fall. Like I kind of wanted him to be trapped <laughs> because you know how you know how good of a story that would be. I I agree with you. Yeah, I mean it, it's one of those things where like if they show that that can happen then the plot armor kind of disappears, right? So I like right. that people can fall, but you know, <laughs> this ended up happening anyway, so it was still great. Right. And so th- I mean, I really wanted that to happen, but in the moment I was just like, no, 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 no. Like yeah. I do not want this guy to fall. And I before I talk about what happens next, or I guess I will. So and then you just see like uh so he starts to fall and he gets there is some like yellowish goldish like Gold, particles that kind stuff. of that kind of form underneath him and then he kind of like opens up his eyes and wakes up and the next thing you know is they're outside the chasm they're like saved and he, uh Chow's kind of just like teleported and like everybody kind of like rushes over to like see if he's okay yeah and then right at the like right after that it pans like over to like an aerial, an aerial, shot. V- an aerial f- view of everybody down below, and you just see Zhongli's feet, and he yeah. just turns around and walks away. And uh, I was just like, "Yo, so this good. guy, <laughs> so good." Um, and then, and prior to that, which I should have talked about this too, is that throughout the story, I, I don't remember exactly where, and it's it's definitely after Chow joins the group, mm-hmm. you you do get like a a cutscene of Chow talking to Zhongli. And he's basically asking for permission to go down into the chasm because Zhongli knows, obviously, because Yaksha fought alongside Rex Lapis. He asked Zhongli for permission to go down to the chasm to find Bosatius because he he was the law he was like lost. Right. And so he felt like it was his duty to do it. Yeah. Right. He feels Chow feels like this is like I need to do this, and Zhongli's like I'm not going to stop you, but you know the like. You know the consequences, basically, and you know how dangerous this is. Yeah. And and Zhongli saves him anyway, and I love that. Like, he's just looking out for him. Yeah. It it just goes to show, I know that Rex Lapis actually saved Chow, so yeah. before. So it's almost like, a, you, like this isn't something new. So right. I'm sure, it, 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 I at least like it because it, it kind of brings some continuity to the story where Zhongli knows Chow, so he's gonna like be there to like watch out for him because he's been there before. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know it, we get a really bad perception of a lot of the gods, right? And I think every time that we meet them, we end up getting like a you know a more humanizing perspective mm-hmm. on them um, after we get to know their story a bit. And so I like I'm looking forward to seeing that with more of the archons, but man, Zhongli specifically, like, oh, his story's just so good and he is just such an awesome character, man. Yeah, like, he really is. Oh, he's the coolest. I'm so glad I <laughs> I got him whenever his Archon um banner was up. So yeah. Just yeah. so so cool. And then uh and then after that we get some backstory on Bosatius, right? I think mm-hmm. Chow kinda like hangs out while everybody's like saying their goodbyes and he hangs out and talks to the traveler. And then you kind of get some backstory on Bosatius and how he and the previous descendant of Yolan's clan were both trapped in the chasm and they couldn't get out. They were stuck there and that's kind of where they died. 
but they mm. they they had every every power like they had the power inside of themselves to get out with the fantastic compass but couldn't yeah like they, or they didn't they they didn't know how to work it they didn't know how to figure it out so that's kind of how they die and you get to see the yaksha so how do you feel about the other yaksha how do you think they look you like them i mean i was i'm i really really liked how he looked i thought it was yeah. awesome uh and all the other ones as well whenever you get flashes of them in the um in the you know little art story mm-hmm. that they have uh, i thought they all looked really cool but he especially looked amazing i am still hoping that we get some kind of event where because now i know we know for sure he's dead and which by the way last week i was like i think there's one more that's still alive no i'm wrong there was a theory that there was another one alive but this actual story just showed that um that was not the case yeah. in fact um and that he is uh that chow is the last right one. i think bosatius was the one that people thought was alive there was another one that they thought was because the other two were like fighting each other and i believe there was a story somewhere that was led people to believe that one of them actually survived so it was kind of like this very like maybe it it's the case kind of story but so there were some theories out there um but no it, it turns out that this pretty much put the nail in the coffin you know chow's the only one left alive right. at this point so um but yeah but they looked super cool i'm really hoping that maybe for like an anniversary somewhere down the line maybe we can still get those characters like even though they're not alive i know that'd be weird but you know i've seen stranger and and you know gotcha games before with characters they put yeah in, so I don't know. I would my my like favorite that. one's the the Hydra one. I'm a little biased, but looks really cool. And yeah, it looks like the Hydro Yaksha has like these. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, m- like if you play like a monk in like any other game, you get like fist like weapons. It almost right. looks like she has like claws, and I think that'd be such yeah. a cool like weapon introduction to this game. That'd, I agree. I've been thinking that'd that for be a really long cool. Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this Archon Quest was great. The storytelling was amazing. I love how everything kind of like intertwined together between the past and the and and the present. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. The jaw dropping moment of Chow falling. I'm glad that he didn't fall, but at the same time, I wish, like you said, that plot armor would just break, and. It, yeah. And that would become like another, like a save Chow event for like another rerun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. I loved it. Yeah. Overall, very nice. Like, I do wish that they would maybe put in some sacrifice stuff, like eventually, because I do like to feel like the world is actually dangerous. But, which I think is what you were alluding to before mm-hmm. as well. But, um, but yeah, overall, like, if it has to be someone, I don't want it to be Jow, honestly, because he's too cool of a character. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll have to see what happens. There. Yeah, but it, overall, like the you really got to see a lot more of the personalities here. Yelan, I I love as a character. I know we're going to talk about her thing in a bit, where you get to see a lot more of her. But Ito was the shining light for me in this one. Um, Genfei, you know, great. I don't really particularly care one way or the other for her, but you know, she was, she was solid in the story. 
But yeah, Ito and the personality there was fantastic. Everything that I wanted. Uh, Kuki as well. She did a, a really great job. She was exactly the character you you thought and wanted her to be. Um, and yeah, everything just just meshed perfectly. Yeah. Super. It was it was really good. I I enjoyed it. And like I agree with you with like Yanfei. Like obviously more of like a supporting role in the story. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't feel like out of place. She deals with like. Her whole thing is like she's, you know, she's is like basically like a lawyer in leeway. And I love that like Kuki yeah. went to school with her. So like that's how they knew each other. It didn't feel like, oh, Yanfei was just like, oh, well, it was it didn't feel like Hoyoverse was just like, all right, well, we got Arataki, we got Kuki, we got Yelan. Like you're you're you got two really big five star characters in the story, one of them being brand new and one of them being extremely likable. And then you got a new four star. So right. who do we just throw in? Oh, let's just throw in uh, Yanfei. It didn't feel like that. It felt like mm-hmm. yeah, it felt like she was there for she was written right. to be there. Yeah, right. Because she was she was instrumental. Like you know, all things considered, I, th- I think her personality in general is a little bland. But like she was instrumental in figuring things out because of her profession, her intellect, her ability to deal with you know uh, like trying to find loopholes and things, creating logical arguments and fallacies and things yep. like that. So. Definitely well implemented, I would say. Do you want to talk about Yolan's story chapter this episode, or do you want to say that for next week? I can give broad strokes because I just did it today. Just All right, so you know. uh, then you know what? Take it away. Give, them, give the listeners what they All want. Right. All right, so um, basically the, uh, the person who is the leader of the, the Tishi, right? I don't remember if that's the title of the character or what, but... Um, the the Tishi needs to be replaced because the guy is getting old and um, he's been running out of energy. He's like really oh. been not feeling well the last uh, like couple of weeks, it sounds like. And um, so he's trying to find a replacement. So he has these three replacements ready to go. You and Yelan are actually going to decide which of the replacements is best suitable. So you set up a meeting, you listen to all three, you figure out what kind of things they're interested in, what they want to do, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a clear winner here out of the three um, surface level. There's a clear winner. So you actually spend time after interviewing them, investigating all of them because Yolan thinks that something isn't right there. Usually everyone has something to hide and she wants to figure out what it is. So she goes and she's investigating um, the guy that you think is like the perfect guy for the job. And you find out there's some very suspicious stuff happening. Some, some, uh, Basically, he's a really poor guy that grew up and everyone loves him. And he's wondering she's wondering how he was able to get this um, big media circuit happening basically throughout leeway for him as a guy with no resources. So she realizes that there must be someone funding him. You kind of follow the line and eventually you figure out that he's actually working with the Fatui um, and that one of the um, higher ups in the Fatui. Uh, is actually funding him and basically this guy's a puppet um but you find out that basically there's no way that you can track down exactly where this guy is so they decide that we're going to go ahead and elect him he'll let his guard down and then we can follow him through there um and then hopefully figure out you know who exactly this guy is that that he's involved with and um so you do that you end up tracking him down because he let his guard down finally because this guy is very, very good at hiding what's going on. He's very, very intelligent, you find out. 
But you do find out what happens. You're kind of hiding um, in this domain while this meeting is going on. You're witnessing them having their conversation about how, you know, basically this guy's going to sit on the throne and the Fatuis are, are going to tell him what to do and they'll support him, blah, blah, blah. Um, you take pictures and everything just to show that you have evidence. You end up breaking up the whole thing of what's happening. The guy had that's, you know, trying to be the leeway. Um, I don't. Tishi. I know his name called. is Tian, Uncle Tian, but I don't. I can't find what the what the role is. The uh, Tian Shu. Tian Shu. Okay, there we go. The so was that the head? Was that the the title, or was that the that group? that's the title? The the that's the title because it's the, the Qixing Qixing is the, group, the, yeah. the leader of the Qixing, right? Okay, so. Yeah, so he the guy that's trying to take that role, he actually ended up, right before you go in and break up the whole thing, um, he actually poisoned the Fatui leader, basically saying, I'm not going to be anyone's puppet. Ha, ha, ha. I masterminded this whole plan. You know, you gave me all this money and supported me. I'm elected and, you know, I'm not going to work with you anymore. And um, that's whenever you guys bust in and you're like, all right, you're arrested, blah, blah, blah. And Yolan says, I'm going to make a deal with you. You're still going to go to prison, but I can make it easier with for you by uh, cutting a deal. You don't exactly know what it is yet. You go back to town. You talk to uh, the previous guy. What was his name again? Uncle Tian. Uncle, Uncle Tian. And um, you discuss everything that happened with him. Uh, you find out that Yolan, the deal that she was cutting was to try to find the second in command of the guy that... Um, in the Fatui that he was working with, but that trail ran cold. You weren't able to actually get anything from him. And they decided that the guy is feeling better now because he's no longer being poisoned by the, the guy that had this whole mastermind planned worked out. And um, so he's going to stay the leader for now. And that's pretty, yeah, I, now that, yeah, as soon as you started talking about the, them trying to find a replacement for the, the sick uh, uncle T and being sick, I, I literally like yeah. my whole my the memories came flooding back. So, I I I did like this. I did like this story chapter. I mm-hmm. there was two things that I that stuck out to me, and the one was that the, basically the whole time that you're doing this uh this story chapter, you're you're kind of led to believe that neither of the three candidates are going to be chosen, and that it's going to be Yalan taking over. Yeah, because she even, that's right, that's right, because she even said, if we find no one that's suitable, like, why don't I just take over? Like, we'll just make that deal. She said that to the, you know, the actual leader, um, the Tishi or whatever it's called. Um, And so you kind of thought, and you even made a joke, like, you just want to be the new Tishi, don't you? And then she was like, maybe I do. Yeah. And so, yeah, you kind of did think that that was maybe going to play. But I love that. I love that they were just like, oh, no there's no reason that you need to retire now. So like, and I love that because it just, it felt very on the nose at first that yeah. if, if she was going to take over for him, but it that ended up not happening. So I did like that. They just kind of kept, kept her yeah. out of it. And then the other thing is that we saw Baiju at the end. We did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And, yes, uh, and you best believe I took like 10 screenshots when he was on, uh, when he was on my screen and I zoomed in. Oh, mm-hmm. and I saw his and I saw his uh his dendro uh vision on his hip. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's and there. uh yeah, that gets me excited. It's like every update they just hint closer and closer to Sumeru. So 
Yeah. Which, by the way, apparently on the next live stream, we should be getting like our first actual look at Dendro Element. In yeah. So, and that I'm um, yeah very, very good transition because it's it's not news, but I I did want to talk mention it right before we wrapped the show. Uh, after talking about Baiju, is that there is going to we think that there's not going to be a version 2.9 did you see this yeah which isn't unheard of so if if you yep. if you weren't paying too close attention which i wasn't either i i didn't know this that i guess they jumped from like 1.6 all the way to 2.0 with inazuma so yep. it's not unheard of uh if anything it's it's great cuz you're it, you don't have to wait for a whole another month or what would be like a month and two weeks now that they're starting to push the content back. Hopefully they stop doing that with after 2.8, but after 2.8, what, what you said is very true is we should be seeing, uh, Sumeru after that and 3.0 coming right after 2.8 is done. So feels good that, you know, right. we're, we're close to the end and we're finally going to get Sumeru. I feel like it's been forever that we've been in Inazuma. I feel like they really milked out yeah. the region. Definitely. You know, they they still gave, for the most part, I still think that they gave quality updates. We got lots of new areas to explore. I am a fan of the fact that they just didn't let, like, there be this massive content drop, mm -hmm. you know? I know we were stuck there for a, a good amount of time, but they added in some new stuff, you know, in Leeway. They added in some new stuff in Inazuma, so... Yeah, um, they did a good job, but I am definitely ready to leave <laughs> and go to Sumeru. Yeah, that's for sure. and they they did do a very good job, and and to your point, I like how you know when we were going through Sarai Island with like the Thunderbird manifestation yeah, that yeah. people were saying, oh, we're gonna get one more island or something like that. And that I think that was the one right. with the remarkable chest, the green chest. Yeah. And people were saying, "Oh, this is it. This is the last island. Like no more Inazuma." And then they were just like, "Nope, Enkonomiya." And I loved it because every time I went to Watatsumi Island, I was like, "What is in this? Like, this a vortex <laughs> here?" And I love that they did. They yeah. did something with it. It was great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm super excited that it just shows that they definitely like are willing to explore fully um, all of these areas. And I'm sure that they're still going to revisit, you know, a lot of them as time mm -hmm. goes on. So it's, it's just really, really yep. cool to see. Looking, uh, definitely looking forward to what we see. So let's see, today's the 12th. They're, they're pretty good with yep. showing the live stream like a week, the Friday before, right? Yeah. The Friday, bef the, which would be the Friday before the update. So we're looking I believe the update is set for the 13th. So we may see something like the first. I would I would think the first. Yeah, I think so. And we'll have, you know, usually they'll give notice of like when it's going to be coming up, you know, a few days or, or a week or so before that. So we should know soon when the live, next live stream right, is Right, yeah. And, and I mean... In the next week or two. Before they delayed uh, 2.7, they were, like, religiously doing it, like, on, like, the second to last Friday of the month. So yeah. that's just, you know, speculation at this point, but 
yeah, super excited to potentially see Sumeru. Yeah, dude, that's going to be oh, such an exciting time, man. I, 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 the the interactions like I've already kind of poked around to see like if anyone knows anything about you know the introduction of of the Dendro element um, and its actual interactions and stuff. And there's already some interesting stuff out there um, in regards to leaks. I won't mention them here, but yeah, I'm just really excited to actually get my hands on a Dendro character yep. to play. Yeah, it's going to be really really cool, and some of the you know, there have been some some pictures and stuff of the new areas, and they all just look really, really cool. I just I can't wait to explore, man. It's going to be awesome. It's a great time for Genshin. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing us talk and go over the uh, the Archon quest. <laughs> I know we kind of rambled off a little bit, and I've, I'll be honest. I pretty much rushed through the whole story. So I probably missed like some crazy good detail in there, but uh, I did rush through it because I wanted to get through it super fast because I just kind of wanted to binge it. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it's whenever you have a show over it, it's always tough because you want to you want to binge it as fast as you can, but you also need to really remember it all for the show afterwards. That's the hardest part. All right. So when we come back, uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about the drum event and hopefully have some new news regarding either the live stream or, or something. And I think we are getting yeah. another event alongside this, this event. Since this one's a little extended, it's going to go for like over a full two and a half weeks. So either way, we'll, we'll figure something else to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you for listening to our 10th episode. I do want to mention, it's kind of crazy to me that it took eight episodes about eight episodes of the podcast to get to 1,000 listens. And, hey. yeah. And <laughs> and in the time frame of the eighth or the eighth and the ninth episode coming out, we already are half that. So we're already at like 1,500, which is like crazy to me. So awesome. love that you guys are listening and uh, enjoying the show. And uh, where can they find you, Pharaoh? Um, yeah, so you can, of course, go to discord.me forward slash the directive. Um, you can join our discord there. We uh, talk about Dislight and Diablo Immortal. We have a clan for both. Um, and yeah, you can join in, all that kind of stuff. Have a good time. Nice. If you guys want to get a hold of the show a little bit more directly, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter. That is at HoyoCast, H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. Or you can also join the show's Discord, where we have a bunch of uh, friendly faces in there to come talk about Genshin and uh, speculate about what's coming to be coming next in 3.0. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and I hope you guys have a good week. Enjoy listening to the episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Me neither. I'm, well, actually, wait. Let me just crack open. This there you go. Here. Perfect. I just need to pour. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.